0: Welcome to Little Detours with Regina Brett, where we find meaning and even a little bit of magic in the mess of life. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Regina Brett. What if you could tap away all that fear that you're feeling? The fear of getting the virus, the fear of someone you love getting it, the financial fears, that chronic what's going to happen next that keeps you up at night. Today, we'll find out from an energy psychologist how to be free of those fears and to use this unique time we're in to clarify who we are and who we want to be. Holly Timberlake, PhD, is a licensed psychologist whose private practice in Ohio for the past 20 years has incorporated holistic, alternative, and energy perspectives and tools. Her focus has been on women's health and empowerment, along with the importance of healing and growing relationships with ourselves, with the divine, with intimate partners, family, pretty much with all of life. Lately, Holly's been emphasizing the importance of overcoming fear, which we could all use, and developing emotional and physical resilience during this time of pandemic. Holly, thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's great to be here, Regina. Thanks. Great. Well, first I wonder how has this pandemic affected you personally? You know, what's been the impact for you and how have you kind of absorbed it or dealt with it?
1: Well, um, how i 'm single, so I am really spending my time alone. I moved my practice online over three weeks ago, so i 'm continuing you know to be able to see people i've been out hiking, so that 's when I get to kind of see people and i 've seen my kids and grandkids from a distance, like we 've kind of kept our distance but i'm well aware, like on the one hand of really putting more energy into Increasing the quality of my relationships, right? Spending a lot more time with people, even though it's virtual, and really getting the nourishment from that and the support from that. But as a single person, one of the things that you miss is having any kind of human touch, right? So (laughs) I've been, I'm just kind of silly, but I've actually been like doing this myself and telling people, you know, just to really touch yourself, touch yourself. Lovingly, you know, like with the most tender love that you would show to anybody, right? And your body will just really absorb that. So that kind of, and it really helps us with some of the effects, of course, not all of them, but some of the effects from being alone. So, how I've been dealing with it, I've been pretty much, you know, being sheltered at home here. And I can tell different little ways it affects me. Sometimes it kind of, depresses my energy sometimes you know I've had some moments where I've gotten really scared um, just a couple but then then I have tools to be able to help me with that so that's some of what I'm experiencing you know, I want to go back to that idea of having touch
0: in our lives because I've been giving that some thought I, I'm married to have a husband in my life and I've quarantined in a tiny circle with my daughter and the three grandkids and they've done the same. So we've been very blessed, Mm -hmm. but I thought about women and men who have maybe had no physical contact for like a month now. And just that sense, like you said, a touch being hugged by somebody, having Mm -hmm. somebody just to feel your, your essence of your body. And I wonder any other tips you might have for somebody like yourself who is alone through this physically?
1: yeah well i just saw somewhere somebody said go out and hug trees if you can't hug people <laughs> go hug trees i was like oh that's perfect right tree huggers perfect, right right tree huggers we're not going to pass on the covid virus to the trees So, yeah, i mean there's a light flowing thing. through that tree right absolutely absolutely so that's one thing movement you know you're really, letting ourselves move, dancing at home, which yeah. maybe is something you've never done, but um, that movement and that flow is a kind of touch in a way. Okay. Yeah. So there's some other, you know, specific kinds of things, but showers, baths, you know, just mm-hmm. um, just really loving loving yourself as you touch yourself. I think that's really important. I think it's very very nurturing. I know I've been taking. Really hot bubble
0: baths lately because I feel like I'm in a big hug. And sometimes I just feel like a little child that I just need like a mom's hug around me, and the hot bath does it.
1: It does. Yeah.
0: Um, I, do. I want to um, point out on Facebook, I found you on Facebook. You have some beautiful things that uh, you share. And you mentioned that your sister asked you, Be honest, are you scared? And I wondered,
1: Are you scared? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I really don't feel scared. And I, you know, I, I don't, I, maybe I can't say that I totally understand why I don't feel scared. I mean, so much of it is because of the work that I've done and the years that I've been doing tapping um, and releasing negative sensation in my body, reversing negative beliefs, really trying to change patterns, learning how to be in the moment. Those things I'm really finding are making such a big difference for me as I go through this so that that's a big part of it I think the fact too that I'm focused on wanting to help other people through it I know I'm contributing something and you know and I know that I'm contributing something that helps so that helps me feel stronger right so are there um, any specific things when you think
0: of just sort of this chronic low-grade fear I, I think I kind of feel it seeping yeah. in when I'm not even aware I wonder if there are any tools and tips. I know we're going to get into tapping in just a minute, but I wonder anything else that just, do you say things to yourself or are there any other ways that you can kind of like recognize it and not go into
1: it? Yeah, yeah. So once we recognize it, there are numbers of things that we can do that are quick, easy kinds of things. And one of the first ones is to develop a, a really reassuring voice inside that says, it's all right, honey, it's okay. It's all right. And, and then a couple of my favorites, and I am telling these all the time to everybody, but are these two things, very simple things you can do. One is, I'm going to change the angle here a little bit. One is a thymus thump, and I'm just tapping on the center of my sternum. And it's activating my thymus, which is the center of my lymph system. it gets the lymph moving, and it really helps us feel stronger and more it really does it like gives you this emotional resilience it's like I can do this, I can do this and then the other one is there are all kinds of variations on this, but I like to take a palm palms and put them together and then put them on your high heart with a little bit back to back yeah with a little bit of. Um, pressure and it's like a weighted blanket you know like this feeling of anxiety and overwhelm comes out of here Mm -hmm. right and so when we do this it's like we're containing kind of like your bath kind of like the hug you know from a loving mother you know it's like this is kind of containing that and then if you just tap your fingers back and forth at the bottom of your collarbones that adds to it and it helps your nervous system
0: it's almost like a massage
1: yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's, um. it does. It has a, it's got a pattern to it, right? I mean, it's back and forth. And so it's meditative. It's soothing. This is really soothing. It's it kind like of looks a, like your
0: hands are like a butterfly kind of over your heart a little. Yeah.
1: And in fact, there's another version of it where you can grab your arms and it's called the butterfly hug. Right. Ooh, okay. So it is this butterfly kind of motion. That's
0: lovely. Now, when you were tapping on your thymus, yeah. it reminded me of gorillas, how gorillas pound right, on that's their chest right. to get energized. And I've actually done that before radio shows where I'm in the <laughs> bathroom pounding on <laughs> my chest to get the energy flowing. Right. And you do feel stronger. You kind of feel invincible. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's now, right. I'm going to talk a little bit to go from invincible to vulnerability. Yeah. You've shared a bit about your childhood on Facebook. And mm-hmm. you've mentioned in a post recently that it kind of prepared you to kind of be a a leader and a healer. And I wonder how much you're comfortable talking about a little bit of your childhood and and the role you had then and now,
1: how Mm. that's helping you. Well, as a child, I was the oldest of three of us. And my parents had a really kind of crazy, enraged pattern that they would get into with each other late at night. And, um we would all gather my brother my sister and i on the top of the stairs and i'd have my arm around my brother and holding my sister and i'm 11 12 and i'm cool. saying it's all right i'm going to make sure we're okay and it really it's come to me as a result more as a result of her asking me that question about you know do, you know are you scared that in times like this, like I'm kind of programmed and maybe I came into this life to do this too, right? And so that in a way helped me. I started thinking of it as like a post-traumatic skill right? that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Right? And it does make you wonder sometimes if
0: life kind of gave you the childhood you had to sort of like Olympic training
1: for the event in the future. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, you certainly can look at that that way now I can look at it now that way, as an adult right you know you can't as a child and um but now on the other side of it and looking back it's like at, that, that that's astonishing to me really you know and I'm really grateful I mean I don't know that I'm grateful for it but I'm certainly grateful that I'm where I am and I have the skills that I have to contribute to the world
0: now do you think that childhood experience kind of Turned you into the therapist you are? Are they connected?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> they always say yeah. therapists
1: either need therapy or they've been through a lot and they're out there wanting to help people. Right, right. They needed it or they still need it, right? <laughs> or, or maybe we all still need it anyway. But yeah, I think it's, you. you know, you have a childhood that's really confusing and difficult and it creates a pattern inside of being more reflective and trying to understand more of, world, the way it is more of ourselves, what we're feeling, why things work and don't work. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it, I think oftentimes it's unconscious. It's not like, you know, I thought, well, I'm going to become a therapist because of the things I experienced as a child. But yeah.
0: But it informs it. Mm -hmm. You mentioned also in a Facebook post that you're kind of, um, you know, this is helping you do the work you're meant to do, but you also have to take care of you in your family. And I think sometimes it's hard to know what is the triage order of care, so to speak,
1: when there's a crisis.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, in the midst of a crisis, the the triage is that you go to the place that has has the most need, right? I mean, in the middle of a crisis, that's what you do. It's kind of when that crisis has begun to subside that you have the opportunity to make some choices, Right, so in the midst of a crisis, you're not going to attend to yourself first. You're just, you're not going to do that, right? You're going to what? What's needed? And that's kind of what I felt like. It's like, oh my gosh, here's what's happening, and you know, I was made for this. You know, it's like, what can I? Do? How can I, woman? I, I, I know. I did, and then you know, after a couple of weeks of that, it was like that balance really began to and it's not like I wasn't doing things sure. you know myself in that time but I really began to realize more about this you know I, maybe some other ways that it's really important for me to take care of myself like I've known that I remember the first time somebody said my greatest responsibility is not to my clients Clients, it's to myself and my higher self. And I was sort of startled by that. So I've been on a journey, you know, a journey of learning how to balance. And at this point, to me, it is, I, outside of an immediate crisis, it is really my responsibility, nobody else's, to nourish my life, to create for my life, a life that really speaks to my soul and lets my spirit come through right lets me grow have the experience and the everything then comes from that right so it's a bit of a reversal i think i love that you said myself and my
0: higher self hmm. That there's both of those within me yeah and i i wonder if what you do for yourself is different than what you do for your higher self you know as far as nurturing or as far as uh even being in touch with that that you
1: yeah. Do you see them as distinct or just kind of your one being? Well, you know, I, I kind of um, use like different sort of, I different language. I'm a little bit of a science geek. So <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I like to use like three dimensional and higher dimensional, right? Right. So taking care of the three dimensional part of me, you know, is really about this world. You know, it's about my home. It's about movement. It's about eating. It's about you know, those kinds of how I take care of the three-dimensional part of myself. The higher dimensional is the subtle, you know, to me, it's that subtle plane, that subtle level. And so it occurs to me that when I'm taking care of that higher dimensional part of myself, I'm meditating, I'm dancing, I'm in prayer, I'm in song, I'm in nature, I'm, I'm extending and, and opening to love. That also is having a profound effect on me physically. Right. And and I know I've seen that part of you. I was on a retreat
0: once uh, with Sarah Weiss and mm-hmm. I remember you being around the lake and really like connecting. I was watching you. There was like a peace and a grace about you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were doing some yoga or Tai Chi or something, but you looked like at one in the world. And I thought, I want that. I want that yeah. feeling of connectedness that you have. It's a yeah. beauty. It's a beautiful thing to see. Oh, thank you. thank you. I want to pause for just a minute. We're at the halfway mark. So I want to thank you for listening to Little Detours with Regina Brett and to our guest, Holly Timberlake. I know you have many podcast choices, and I'm most grateful that you chose to listen to mine.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, Holly, let's move into tapping. When I first heard about tapping, I thought, I was like a lot of people, it's kind of woo-woo, kind of weird. Mm -hmm. But then I did it, and oh my gosh, it's the one thing that always works to get rid of that fear when I just can't
1: turn off the fear noise. Mm -hmm. Tell us about how you got into tapping. I actually was a, a part of a group, a therapy group in Cleveland. It's called Mosaics Integrated at that time. And um, there was a person known to people in the area. Her name was Robin Massey, Robin Trainer, And she had just um, learned this tapping from Gary Craig, who's the one who originated it. Um, and this was back in like 1999. And she came and she taught it to us. Actually, she taught it to one of us and he taught it to us. And I was like, all he, all he had to do was teach it once. And I felt like I'm home. Wow. I'm home like a duck takes to water. Like I've been waiting for this technique my whole career to that point. And so, and I started using it immediately in my life and with my clients. And it just transformed everything. So not everybody
0: is going to be able to watch the video here, but can you describe for us the process of tapping it and what it actually kind of activates in somebody?
1: Yeah. So the easiest way to think about tapping is that you're doing emotional acupressure, okay? So you're actually tapping on meridian points or the end points of meridians. And so there's a pattern. You'll see variations on a theme, but the general pattern is, the way I still do it, is that I like to go to these, um, if you can see me, I'm taking a hand to an opposite side of my upper chest. And I'm rubbing, and so I'm bringing both my hands up, crossing them again, and rubbing in an outward motion. So my fingers are going outward. Yeah, good. And here we do something that we call clearing the objections. And you just come up with a phrase, like, even though I have all this fear inside, I love myself and I'm going to feel better now anyway. Right. So So you kind of are naming the fear, but also
0: you're kind of, it's almost like a duality. Yes. You don't just like get rid of the fear, but you're saying I have the
1: fear. And yeah, right. So I have this thing and I have this and this It's like the impact of this on the fear is like, oh, wait a minute. You know, I have something else. I have something I can rise up to, right? So what are
0: the different points where you do it in your body? Are there certain areas that are like yeah, the centers for tapping?
1: Yeah, yeah, there are. Um, A lot of people use the top of the head, which is not technically a a point. Um, One of the points is the um, eyebrows, right? I take my glasses off on the hairs of your eyebrows, right by the bridge of your nose. And the next point is right on the side of your eyes, which is um, in your temples. The next point is right on that bone underneath your eyes, right on the face of that bone. And then there's a point that's above your lips and a point below. And then there's a point, I've already kind of talked about this before, it's right underneath the collarbones and in this soft spot between your collarbone and your first rib. This spot, by the way, helps get all the meridians to flow in the right direction, which is very cool. And then the next spot is on the sides. I'm going to tilt down here. On this, so it's on halfway down your body on the sides of your ribs. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: okay. And then the last point, we call it a shortcut, and you we're just tapping the soft parts of your wrist together. So. so
0: you have some weekly online tapping group. Can you tell us how people can join that or discover
1: that? Yeah, they can go to on Facebook. I have a a page called today's And there's an it's an event page. So they can join from there. They can find me on Meetup. Um and I have an an uh, EFT tapping page on meetup and they can join from there. I, I guess those are the two best places okay. to be able to join. Yeah. Great. And I'll have
0: links to those on my website, reginabrett.com. And I do want to say before my podcast, I got really nervous. So I was in the bathroom and I was doing <laughs> tapping and it was, it completely let the fear like run away. Like it just, it gave me like an out, like an exit
1: ramp. It's right. I felt like it just that. Like, okay, goodbye. I'm done. Right, right. Right. Like, oh. right, So, I hope that people give this a try. It's really worth it. Yeah. But you know, let me just add. We have that feeling of it just lets it go, right? But we know, energetic or that with energy, energy can't be, you know, destroyed. You know, it doesn't just go. So, what really is happening is that that energy is reversing, and instead of being caught up with. Fear, anxiety, whatever it is, it's now free to support our aliveness and our strength and our resilience. So that makes sense because I felt really energetic
0: afterward. So it wasn't <laughs> that the fear left; it it's like it got changed into energy or it, it yeah. like transformed into something else. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it, Holly. Okay. I also want to talk about this idea that, and you mentioned this on Facebook, that this uh, coronavirus has kind of opened up a portal. Uh, it's opened up something in the world. And you think about it, the planet is healing now. The air travel's cut down, right. the work is cut down, the sports events, the concerts. It's like the earth maybe needed to stop everybody and say, hey, no more hurting me. We're, we're going to stop you now.
1: Mm-hmm. And, I,
0: and, I, and I don't minimize the loss of job and the people who've gotten ill and lost people at all. But it's opened up this rare opportunity for all of us to, like you said, kind of look at who are we and who do we want to be. So Holly, how can we best use this kind of portal? You know, how can we best
1: enter this and explore our lives? Yeah. Oh, well, the first thing I would say is to be able to let go of fear that the more we are carrying fear, the less we're going to be able to experience that more portal sensation, this awareness of that we're moving into something new and, and because it's a, cha- a time of so much dynamic change and flux. It, there's so much potential for change right now, right? So knowing that that we can activate that potential for change within us, right, in our own lives, and we can also envision a, what's possible, What more of what we want in the world as a result of that, too. Um, <coughs> excuse me for coughing, Derek, talking about COVID.
0: So it's kind of like a clarifying time. I I think you really are. I think we're really looking at our relationships, how we spend our time. I mean, it's like the universe hit the brakes
1: and we all got in a time out. Right. Right. We did. We got a time out of time. We got a time to reset a time to you know reposition ourselves, a time to renew. You know, like I know that there are a lot of people who are working really hard and it's not this is not what that time is like for them but there are also so many people who are sleeping more than they ever slept before you know people who's are learning how to have wonderful conversations with each other so it's enriching their relationships and yeah i don't know where i was going to go with that that's true Um, and and the flip side too though is is
0: to not get into self-sabotaging behavior because there isn't really a routine or you don't have to go to work or I find I have to be careful I don't just go to the refrigerator for the 20th time to look for entertainment or or to uh, just endlessly check Facebook. One day right. I looked at the hours I spent on online and I was horrified. My phone said I spent 6 hours. <laughs> like I had to put the phone aside. So how right. do we, how do we kind of become a watch guard so we don't use the time in a way that's not nurturing?
1: I think partly recognizing that we've all had patterns of avoiding avoiding really being (laughs) in touch with what's real for us. Mm -hmm. And that includes the refrigerator. It includes all our devices. It includes so many different, you know, all the addictions, right? And so many of those, like people are finding themselves being more drawn to do that to kind of avoid the discomfort that they may or may not be aware that they're actually feeling. I think we live in a way, kind of tranced out to some extent, you know. And of course, it depends on how much attention we're putting into becoming conscious. But a lot of our behavior is pretty programmed automatic behavior. You know, when I go to the refrigerator, it means that I'm feeling some kind of discomfort, I'm feeling some kind of edginess right now. And I sit down and I just breathe. Right? I can do some of these things we've talked about doing, recenter myself instead. Right. So,
0: almost really become more mindful so that you're not just out of habit opening the door again and looking around and what is there, yeah. but to really pause when you feel that urge to, or the, right. to drink the next glass of wine or eat the Oreos or whatever, to just right. kind of hit the
1: pause button first. Right. And that's one of the things that I think is the greatest gifts. Potential gifts of this experience. And that is that we're finding ourselves noticing that we're doing these things, whereas before we didn't really notice we were doing them. But now we're noticing it. And every time we notice it, we have the option to choose again. That's a so, one. what we're getting is a lot of practice, <laughs> really, in changing, in making some really significant changes to how we've been. Showing up, how we've been using our time, how we've been relating to ourselves and others. So, do you personally feel like this pause has given
0: you a chance to say, Is this what I'm doing? And is this the right path? I mean, are you doing any kind of
1: that self reflection of your career, your life journey? I am. I absolutely am. Like with my career, it feels like it's timed for me to really begin to shift and I, you know, more, more into doing things more online doing more groups so yeah so i'm noticing that in my career um in terms of my my own personal life i being more creative is something that has always been really important i think i felt like a lot of childhood trauma in my case hijacked that creativity that was really naturally in me interesting and so now i'm i'm really like putting much more attention and focus on immersing myself, you know, like not dabbling. I'm really moving towards immersing myself. What form does that take for you? When you say creativity, what are you trying out? Oh, I, (laughs) I do a number of things, but so I'm, um, I dance. I love to dance. I think free form dance is such a great way. And it, you know, we experience ourselves in our body. We get to know our body and be in our body, but that in painting, and practicing the piano, I'm not very good. I like to play things that play, that sound well, you know, sound not well, but sound pretty good when you're playing slowly and carefully. So, you know, so I'm doing those. Those are some of the things. And I'm finding that I am writing, Regina. Like, I'm just writing every day. I've always kept a journal, but now I'm like, I got all kinds of things that are just starting to come out of me. That's been the biggest surprise, I think. It sounds like it's kind of lit a fire in you. Kind of yeah. turned up the yeah. pilot like that was already in there, you know? Yeah, I think that's a good way to say that, yeah.
0: Good yeah. deal. Well, Holly, I want to thank you for joining us. And um, your website is hollytimberlake.com. You mm-hmm. also have a Facebook page. Yes. And anything else you want to mention? I know you do some retreats, a catapult into radiant aliveness. You have mother-daughter retreats, a reset and recharge. And you also do therapy online and by phone. Right. But, I do.
1: I do. Yeah, that that pretty much covers it. <laughs> I, I do the, the retreats, um, you know, we do them periodically. I do some of them with my daughter. We we do, um, we've combined forces. She's a yoga teacher and um, love doing that. And at some point, I want to do a mother-daughter um, weekend retreat that is still in the future. but And I know your daughter,
0: she went to high school with my daughter. And what I a know. beautiful spirit she has, has always had in her. So it's
1: fun that you're teaming up a little bit. Oh, it is. It is. And it's fun that we're doing this after knowing each other, first meeting each other, you know, many years ago. Um,
0: Well, I want to say my biggest takeaway today from you is to really develop this nurturing voice and to remember to really kind of be in my body and to comfort myself physically. So, Holly, I want to close with your answer to this question. What is the best thing you do for yourself every day to create a life you
1: love out of the life you have? Hmm. I open up to the wonder and the beauty of life. I find ways to do that in all kinds of ways, but that's simply it. The wonder and beauty of life.
0: Well, I'm going to do my best to do the same. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us.
1: All right. Thank
0: you. Thanks for listening to Little Detours with Regina Brett. If you want to know more about today's guest and topic, head to my podcast page at reginabrett.com. There you can also subscribe to my email newsletter so you never miss an opportunity to be inspired. For more episodes, you can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. While you're there, please rate and review my show so we can reach and inspire even more people. Thanks for joining us today. Now go make something possible.